What, what are your sources telling you about what's, what's happening in space? I mean, I've, I've been hearing a lot about some fleet that's yeah. arrived recently that's parked around Ganymede and Jupiter. Do, do you know anything about that that you can share? Well, they said, they told us there was 500 ships, very large ships coming in. And they also told us that there was two that were going to be very active here on the Earth. They're going to make their presence known. And, uh, and as part of the disclosure and to help out with the disclosure. And they're also doing work as well. And they're doing a lot of work on the other dimensions and working with us through frequencies and in our dream states and things like that to, to help clean up the planet. So there's this huge planetary liberation process going on. You're listening to Exopolitics Today with Dr. Michael Sala your source for the uncensored truth regarding the human, extraterrestrial, global, and political agenda. Click the like button and subscribe to this channel. And now, here's Dr. Michael Sala. Well, I'm very happy to have James Gilliland on Exopolitics today. James has a tremendous amount of experience and knowledge about extraterrestrial life and its political implications. Uh, he really is someone who has a lot of information about exopolitics so welcome james to the show oh thanks for having me on again well this is uh the first time we've actually done a one-on-one -on -one where i've interviewed you we've done it the other way around where you've <laughs> interviewed me a few times but yeah. uh and i know you've presented at a, a, a several of my hawaii conferences yes um i think 2005 2006 we met at some of those so I'm very glad to be able to kind of like present you to my audience. Now, a lot of people or some people in my audience don't know about you. So, I mean, how did you get involved in this uh, field of exopolitics? Uh, what's, what's really interesting is that as a, as a child, I had all kinds of experiences. And to me, it was just natural. You know, you, you know of course, UFOs exist and you know, we're raised in the high desert and uh, we would sleep outside at night and watch the ships and we had encounters and it had both some weird ones and some very positive ones. Most of them are very positive and the, the positive ETs were kind of taking care of the negative ones. But, uh, and my dad, his family went back to Roswell and my grandmother was the school teacher uh, in Carlsbad, New Mexico. And the sheriffs, the first responders actually came to her and told her, the story and they were they were white as a sheet she said they couldn't even hold a cup of coffee and they told her the whole story so we seem to have this weird thing where all this information keeps coming to us and we're part of it and it's all it's all unfolding but uh at, at five years old i was actually dying i was in the hospital dying and a being all dressed in blue came to me and several times she came to me because they they called my parents several times and told them I probably wasn't going to make it through the night and then and then later on I found out it was Mary actually mother Mary who's very involved in the health and well-being of the children and I'm not you know a little disclaimer I'm not Catholic you know I'm not religious I'm more spiritual so I you know she's not Catholic either so <laughs> you know it's important to realize that this goes far beyond that but uh uh, I continued to have experiences in the high desert and, and I just always had ongoing conversations. I, I would go up to these huge granite boulders and sit on them and have conversations and they'd explain to me what was going on in my life and why people would think one thing and say something else and do something else. And it was really confusing me and, and 
you know, they explained to me past life things going on with my mom and why she acted the way she did. So it helped me depersonalize it and get through life. So when I was very young, I was five years old, I was in the hospital and I was dying of, of bronchial pneumonia and, and the, the doctors kept telling my parents I probably was, wasn't going to make it through the night. And uh, a woman in blue kept coming to me and she would talk to me and stroke my head and, uh, and then uh, it was, uh, I'd be better, I'd get through the night. And then the last night she appeared to me, she gave me a substance that was a white um, it, it was like the consistency of ice cream, but it wasn't, uh, it wasn't cold. And she, it was, she gave it to me in this little like glass bowl or whatever. And I ate it and I wasn't sick after that. I, I didn't miss a day of school or anything. And I'm pretty sure I know what that is. And it's, it's a uh, uh, crystallized oxygen is what it is. And, and, and there are scientists that have actually created that here right now, but there's a lot more to that story. That's a whole nother, <laughs> a whole nother show. But the uh, um, but as far as as far as Mother Mary is concerned, where does she fit into this whole kind of yeah? Phenomenon? Well, well, I found out it was Mother Mary later. And a little disclaimer: I'm not Catholic. I'm a very spiritual person, but not religious. And uh, and Mary actually goes back to ancient Lyra. She had the genetics from ancient Lyra which the Pleiadians were offshoots of the ancient Larians. So she's connected through the Pleiades and Lyra and her, she had very high genetics, which was necessary actually to, to bring it, to create the vehicle for Jesus to come in. So, uh, you know, that's a really interesting story because basically what happened is Gabriel appears to Joseph and he said, you know, Mary's pregnant with child. I'm not going to marry her. This isn't my kid. And and he says, you know, this is God's child or our child, your room is your own. And he said, yes, sir. And, and then it went on from there. So the, the big question we have to ask was Gabriel terrestrial? You know, he wasn't, he was extraterrestrial. He was on another coming from a higher frequency. And so the vehicle of, of Jesus was actually created by the merge of the ancient Larian genetics, which were very high genetics and higher dimensional genetics. So the soul of Jesus could actually come in to the body uh, because his soul force was too strong. He he came in from the seventh dimension. His, his actual name was Yeshua ben Joseph or Yeshua born of Joseph. And, uh, and so he uh, came in and incarnated. And I've talked about it before when they said he laid his life down, he actually laid his life down from the seventh dimension, which is the plane of bliss. So he was done. He was, he'd already transcended any need for physical reality or, or any of that and then he right came. so so with the whole immaculate conception thing then uh that meant that mary mother mary was a a human lyran hybrid and because of that high vibration uh that she was able to allow or able to create a vessel a body for for jesus bringing with him a very high energy into this human realm is that essentially what, what was yeah, going on? Yeah, and he was the example of what we can all do. You know, he was the exemplar Christ, you might say. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you can say Christ consciousness or Buddha consciousness or Kuan Yin consciousness or Mary. It doesn't matter. You know, it's all a, a level of consciousness. And so we need to stop separating, you know, and, and it's kind of sad because uh, a lot of times when you run into Christians, they they say, you know, that's the devil or that's this or that's that, you know, and, and I said, well, God's got a big family you know? <laughs> and it's multidimensional, you know, and even Jesus said there's 
you know, many houses, you know, many mansions in my father's houses or houses, or whatever. But uh, but anyway, it's it's a much bigger story than than we've been told. And it's it's a multidimensional story. And, you know, it's time to get the rest of the picture out, the rest of the story out. But so so when you say multidimensional, what, what do you mean by that? Are we talking uh, different different realms of existence? Are we talking about different uh densities from which extraterrestrials come and go yeah whole civilizations are living in these dimensions and some people call them densities you know everybody has a different word but it's all about frequency and they're they're coming from higher frequencies the highest frequency uh you know of creator you might say it or the plane of bliss it's the god realm whatever you want to call it it's just pure unconditional love and joy and bliss there's no there's no words to explain it. It's an experience. I, I can't do it justice, but um, I've, I've had, you know, near death experiences after that. I had a drowning where I went, uh, I, I went blasted into this light realm. And the next thing you know, I was, uh, uh, I was just totally blissed out and I was unique yet one. So I was one, I still had my identity, but I, I was also one with a greater identity, a greater consciousness and energy that was surrounding me. And I had a conversation with it. So, so what happened with me and my experiences is, is I'm kind of going from the top down where a lot of people are going from the bottom up. And, and so uh, I'm coming from the highest dimensions, you know, all the way, I've been up to the 13th dimension and, and uh, on down and then, and so it, it's really hard to explain because I know like you've experienced, there's everybody has reference points and everybody's coming from those reference points and, and they're coming from their own experiences. And so some of this we're talking about is so far beyond people's reference points and experiences that it's hard to validate unless you've, you've been there, you know, unless you've died and come back or things like that. And again, what happens when you cross over is determined by your consciousness. So, and your frequency your vibration as to where you go. Uh, so, you know, people are going to have different experiences. And the problem is with, when that person tries to say, this is how it is, because it's, that's how it was for them, <laughs> you know, but there's so more. When you say you come from the 13th dimension, I mean, your soul, we're talking the soul here, right? I mean, the physical body incarnated as normally would with a human, but your soul came from one of, one of those dimensions. So how would you differentiate that from, say, a normal person in terms of going through the yeah. reincarnational cycle? Well, I didn't come from the 13th dimension after my near-death experience where I went to the 7th dimension. I started being contacted by these other beings. And so it was a merge, but uh, you know, you, you start realizing that it's hard to explain. One of our traps is identity. And, and so we identify with this body and this personality and our experiences here in the world. And that's a very, very limited reality as, as to who we are, because we're actually multidimensional beings existing on a vibrational continuum. So we are a body and a personality, and we also have uh, our multidimensional aspects, which are, you know, everybody has different names for them. So you have your, you know, your physical body, your, your mental body, your emotional body, your astral body, you have your etheric body, uh, your Christ body, you have your I am and your God self and cosmic, there's all these levels and different cultures have different names for these levels. And, and when you're aware of all these levels, 
your identity doesn't really matter anymore. And, and to get there, you're probably going to have a breakdown. You know, you're, you're going to have a full on identity crisis. You're going to go, who am I? What is this all about? And uh, eventually some huge golden bean will show up and say, it's all you, you know, you know, just release it, let go of your, your need for identity. Okay. All right. So you've, you've had a lot of these um, experiences with high dimensional beings throughout your life, Mother Mary, um, you know, the near death experience. When, or how did you first have a contact with someone that we would identify with or call an extraterrestrial? You know, was it, I mean, you, you also talked about seeing UFO craft. So did you actually yeah. have a physical encounter with an extraterrestrial at some point? Well, during childhood, we had some things happen, my brother and I, and we talked about it later, and we had some little grays like come through the wall. And, and I had constant contact with beings that, you know, I just saw them as beautiful, angelic type beings, and uh, uh, turned out to be Palladians. I didn't know who they were, because I really didn't have anybody to teach me who they were, or I had no reference points. And so... Uh, I've had that contact all my life, but after the near-death experience, I really started to understand, you know, what that was about. And that's been probably a 36, seven-year experience where I've studied with lamas and yogis and, and uh, you know, elders from almost every nation to understand their beliefs and their systems and how they all integrate. Can you, exp- you know, just explain a little bit about that Pleiadian experience or that contact. I mean, how did how did that unfold? How did you know they were Pleiadians and so forth? Well, they didn't tell me they're Pleiadians until I figured it out. So it's kind of what they do there. They once you figure it out, they'll tell you, but they don't want to trespass on on your free will and and self determination and things like that. But once you start to figure things out and you ask the right questions, they'll tell you. And, and that's the way I found out is I started getting bits and pieces and putting it all together. And then I started figuring out who was who. And then they, they would elaborate on that. And they, they would show me my past life in the Pleiadians and, you know, what I did. And they showed me in the, in, you know, the Orion system. I was there too, part of the Orion Council of Light. And there's, there's different groups in the Orion system. It's really gotten a bad rap, but there's the the gray uh, alliance, you know, the gray reptilian alliance, and they they were warring all throughout Orion. And then the Pleiadians, or the ancient Larians, they actually colonized the Orion system, the Pleiades system, and the Hades system. And then they came to Earth, Mars, and Maldek, or Malona, depending on what, what name you want to give it, which blew up, and that's our astro- asteroid belt right now. But uh, that's that's our real history and they started explaining this to me and it really makes sense because we have a missing planet, you know, which where the asteroid belt is now. And uh, uh, so there's a lot of information they showed me. And and then when I connected with Melia, which was with the Orion Council of Light, she's a six dimensional being, just pure energy. And I end up on like a plasma craft that was pure golden energy. Uh, you know, I didn't see any moving parts there. It was different. It was, um, but, you know, next thing you know, I, I appeared and that story has been told quite a bit. I was actually in the bathtub meditating. This big beam hit me in the chest and it pulled me up on the ship. And the next thing, and three gold balls came down the beam and hit me in the chest before they took me on the ship. But the balls that they hit me with was the restoration of all my memories in the Pleiades and Orion and all these other systems and, and who I was and what I did. And, and uh, it was 
it was quite interesting. It's quite a shock. So you were having a bath and you were pulled out of the bathtub yeah. onto a craft. So just explain, you know, what, what exactly happened? Well, I was taking a bath and this gold beam came through the wall and hit me in the chest. And then three gold balls of energy came down that beam. And, uh, and then the next thing you know, they pulled me up on a craft and it was with Melia, which is with the Orion Council of Light. And uh, I had a conversation with her and I told her I wanted proof that this is a real event. You know, this isn't just overactive imagination or, and, and for the record, I don't do drugs. I don't drink, you know, nothing. Uh, so I'm, I'm as clean as you can get. But the, uh, uh, the experience was basically what she said was uh, you have to go back. And I, and she said, you have all the proof you need. And I said, why? And she said, because, you can't stay here because if you stay here very long, you won't be able to function back on earth. And I understand it's about frequency. And so she put me back into the, into my body, you know, and I got up and I had a big burn mark in the middle of my chest and I took photographs of it and I had a doctor look at it. And, uh, you know, he said it looked like a radiation burn, but it was really bizarre because it didn't, it was just my body's uh, reaction to the higher frequency, the higher energy. And it morphed into like a triangle and then a heart. And then this kind of gold crust came over it and it just went away and totally painless. You know, it wasn't, you know, they asked me, are you experiencing any pain? Are you having any heart trauma? And I said, no, I feel great, you know? So, but it, it was an interesting experience. Right. So, you know, you've had those kinds of experiences. And so you've stayed in touch with Malia and I guess there's probably other groups, yes. Pleiadians and so forth over the years. And so how do you stay in touch? How do you get your information from them? It's telepathic. It's just straight up. They're always around me and they're always communicating. And I feel it in my body. I have body signals that go off. And I know which one's communicating. Like my left side is using the feminine energies coming in and the right side are more masculine or more higher dimensional. Like if you get into the like the the feline energies, the lion beings, and the the Orion energies, and the uh, Andromeda energies, the, the real strong energies. So I'll feel them as male, but they may not be male. It's that you just they appear as male because they're they're being they're coming to you objectively, and you have to be subjective to them to to feel them to experience them. So they they feel male, but they're not great. So you've been getting a lot of information over the years, and I know you have your ranch up mm -hmm. there at Mount Adams, and uh, very important you know, for anyone that does any kind of channeling um, is to stay in a very high vibration. And, of course, you, know, you, you live on a ranch in a remote area you know, just by that Mount Adams. So how important is Mount Adams and the frequency there for you to be able to do the things you do, maintain your communications with different ET groups. And I know you host a lot of people that, that want to see the lights and, and have mm -hmm. those things that you do. Yeah, we've been doing that for 36 years here. And uh, we've had conferences and workshops and, and things of that nature. And we teach the foundational things that people need, like safeguards for pure channeling, how to heal unseen negative influences, how to make sure you, you're in contact with the higher dimensional beings and how to remove those that aren't, you know? So uh, without that foundation that, that they can come in. And if you have, if you have old wounds and traumas you haven't dealt with, 
those are chinks in your armor and they'll find those chinks and use them against you later. And uh, the, the dark side is very good at what it does. It knows you better than you know yourself. And so it'll find inroads, you know, whatever you have extreme dislikes for, if you have victim patterns, if, if uh, you know, it, it knows how to use those inroads and create division and chaos. And that's happening a lot, you know, in the spiritual and UFO community. It's, they don't have the foundation or the training to understand these influences and how they can come in and derail your work or, or, you know, create division and chaos. And, and, uh, cause you know, there's serpent beings that are very nasty. There's the, the, the gin, there's, uh, uh, the tall grays, um, reptilians. We all know about them. Uh, they're all looking for a path, a pet pathway in, and, uh, and so we have to learn how to shield up and to clear these negative influences. And they just keep working on you until they find that chink in your armor and get in. And, and it's really important that people, you know, the best thing to do is just focus on universal law or universal principles, you know, like universal peace, brother, sister, love, you know, individual freedom and prosperity for everybody. The basics, you know, be in service and just monitor yourself and say, am I stepping out of love? You know, am I stepping out of the foundation or the, or the fundamentals? And, mm -hmm. and that's when you'll know you're going astray and you've been, you've been, they found the chink in your arm or whatever. And even defending yourself, you know, you don't, you're only the ego needs defense. You know, you don't need to defend yourself in this, in all this stuff going on, you know, cause everybody's going to have their truth and, and project and blame. And it, it's a real mess. So you, you got to just find that center and stay in it. Yeah. Well, I think uh, for many of us that have been leading a kind of spirit or doing any kind of spiritual practice for years, we tend to gravitate towards kind of like areas with a high vibration, you know, typically yeah. rural areas. And of course, in your case, you've got that wonderful Mount Adams retreat and I know when I went up there with uh, Angelica, we, we, that was back in 2006, I mean, you could feel, you know, the high vibrations there. You know, it just really raised the vibrations. So yeah. I think that would make it so much easier to have these kinds of quality communications and to prevent interference by these negative ET groups. Yeah, what, when I went to that conference, I went on a dolphin swim and Angelica it was uh, – heading that and celeste was also part of that group and i just went to kona again and went and swam with the dolphins and the manta rays and the whales and everything so and it brought back those memories but we were on a boat and we passed over this area and the whole bottom of the ocean lit up i mean it was bright and and some of the people actually got ill it was too much energy for them to handle and and so it was kind of you know I always, I always remember that fondly, that experience and, and going out on those dolphin swims. But uh, yeah, give, my, give a big hug to Angelica. She's an angel. I love I loved her energy. And she's, I love it when people like that come up to the ranch and the, the, the people that are really working on holding the frequency and things, this is like a candy store for them. They come up here and they see everything. They see the nature spirits, you know, Bigfoot comes cruising through now and then. They see the Pleiadians, the higher dimensional beings pop in and out, you know, they see people morphing in and out and uh, the ships come on a regular basis. Um, just saw one last night, a big one came right over the house. We had one little clear spot in the sky and this big ship came right through. But uh, I, I think it's odd that this has been going on for 
some 36 years now, and we're still focused on this little tick fuzzy tic tac, you know. And uh, and I just go seriously, guys. I go, come on. I mean, I mean, you've brought out the secret space fleet and Solar Warden and all these other things, and and now they're focusing on this little fuzzy tic tac, and they're saying, well, this is real because pilots saw it. And I said, well, those pilots should be flying the other stuff, you know, <laughs> and then uh, that we have. So there, I mean, that's even the tip of the iceberg, the, the, the uh, secret space force and all that, or, or, you know, everybody has different names for, for those groups, but I mean, there's so many dimensions beyond that. And you've got the fifth, sixth, seventh dimensional beings coming in right now. And, uh, most people won't even experience the the fifth or sixth, fifth on up dimensional beings. They'll see things in the fourth and the third, you know, and that's their only reality. But there's a much bigger story, a much more powerful story going on. And all that is pressing in on the earth right now, all the way to the source itself is pressing in on the earth right now. And we just went through a huge shift that from January 1st to the 7th, where there was so much energy that came in and, and you can monitor this, you know, people go, that's woo woo, you know, and I go, well, go to the solar observatory, check it out. The, the cosmic ray index went off the scale. Uh, they have actually warned people you're going to have start having, you know, heart attacks and seizures and, and uh, like the psychiatric realm is going to have, those people are going to start losing it. And that's what these, these events do. So Whenever we have a major solar flare or a major influx of energy like that, you're going to see a lot of change, a lot of chaos. Everybody's going to go into process. Your physical body's going to go through changes as well. It's going through DNA upgrades. And, uh, and that's what we're going through. And, and a lot of people I know that are very sensitive and awake right now have just been laid out by these energies. And they're feeling everything coming up. They're feeling the whole collective consciousness and the processes. And they're feeling... And their bodies having to adjust to these new energies as well. So, so it's been, it's been rough, you know, for a lot of people right now to to hang in there. But you know, I tell people hang in there. You know, you don't have to leave because where you want to go is coming here. There's been a lot of talk about the photon belt for for years. I yeah. remember there was a Dr. Neil Huntley years ago. He talked about the photon belt and. And it actually does exist that there is this kind of band of incredibly intense light. Um, and, you know, people have talked about our solar system entering it, but it looks like now we've entered into a very solid part of it. Like I think for the last, I mean, people have been talking about it for, for yeah. a decade now, that maybe we ran out of edge. Now we seem to be right in the midst of it. Yeah, and uh, yeah, the sun is, the sun is like very active at the moment. And uh, yeah, we are, really in the midst of a lot of in intense energies um, all over the planet right now. Yeah. And also to the Schumann resonance is just off. It's spiking. It's off the scale and it's had some of the most huge spikes right around Christmas every, every year, which is kind of interesting. And, and so there's natural cycles that happen and the higher dimensional beings work along with those natural cycles. And when people are most open to experiencing these higher, this higher consciousness and energy. And with that energy pressing in is universal law. So, so you're going to see our whole legal system get turned upside down. You know, mm -hmm. you're going to see the political system get turned upside down. You're going to see the corruption in the business and religious institutions. All of them is all going to come to the surface. 
and and that's part of the process. And uh, and so, you know, we have to learn to stay centered through the chaos. It's that's part of the healing. The chaos we're experiencing now is just everything coming up to the surface. And and uh, and we need to be examples to others and help others get through this process because it's it's going to be an intense one. Yeah. So what what are your sources telling you about what's what's happening in space? I mean, I've I've been hearing a lot about some fleet that's yeah. arrived recently that's parked around Ganymede and Jupiter. Do, do you know anything about that that you can share? Well, they said they told us there was 500 ships, very large ships coming in. And they also told us that there was two that were going to be very active here on the earth. They're going to make their presence known and uh, and as part of the disclosure and to help out with the disclosure. And they're also doing work as well. And they're doing a lot of work on the other dimensions and working with us through frequencies and in our dream states and things like that to, to help clean up the planet. So there's this huge planetary liberation process going on. And, you know, it's going to be two step forward, one back, you know, and people say, I thought you said this was going to happen. And I said, you know, even, even the higher beings underestimated the amount of infiltration and the denial and the resistance to the awakening healing process, you know, they thought we'd just go for it, you know, once we knew what was available, but there's still extreme resistance and they, it's, you know, it's kind of a weird analogy. It's like whack-a-mole, you know, they clean everything out and then all of a sudden they surface again. They're going, I thought those guys were gone back again. And, and so that's been happening with, you know, cleaning out the cabal and, and uh, the, the reptilian and gray energies and that alliance, you know, they're, they, they think they have it all cleaned up and all of a sudden it pops up again. And the latest uh, one is this, it's a reptilian gray hybrid and it's attached to AI and, and they're, they're, I don't think we can fix this. We need help from the higher dimensions to fix this because their technologies are so far superior and they can go and ferret this out and clean it up. But I think it's, it's so infiltrated and it's so advanced that we're probably going to need some help to clean this out. And, and they're working on that right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what, what do you know about uh, uh, as a place where there have been important meetings recently yeah. or that there, there have been missions? Uh, U.S. has to be um, a fulcrum. And I, I think I know what's happening with Space Command, but I just wanted to kind of like get your opinion first before sharing what I know. I, what, I, what I think, and from what I've been told is that, as I said before, is that some of that's been infiltrated and it's being cleaned up. And, and when you think it's cleaned up, again, it, you know, the cabal and this other stuff, it, it uh, kind of resurrects itself and then it gets cleaned up again. So it's a process of back and forth and uh, uh, so the, the, the White Hats and the Earth Alliance and that group are working to put an end to this tyranny program that we've had going on for thousands and thousands of years back to the fallen Anunnaki, which we're actually the ancient Larians, we're the fallen Anunnaki. So, but they're also benevolent Anunnaki that, and Larians that actually advanced and continued to evolve. And they're in the sixth dimension and fifth dimension, mostly in the sixth. And they're returning as well because they kind of have a karmic thing uh, to deal with. And so you've got that group and they were some of the first fallen ones. And then you have Atlantis and Lemuria uh, and that fell and that was those were Palladian colonies. So they have kind of some karma around that. 
And so, so they're all coming in to kind of straighten this out, this mess out and clean up the ones that actually infiltrated and created the fall. So, so we're, that's the big picture. And, and, you know, I don't know all the details on, on what's happening on the physical. That's not, not really my forte, uh, but I do have some high connections. And again, there in the political arena too, there, there was kind of a pact or an alliance set up and with major powers and it was all ready to go. And then that got infiltrated again too. And so that kind of fell apart, especially when, when Trump lost and uh, he didn't lose actually when they installed Biden. But, and so that got set back, that was a major setback. And so that's getting ready to flip again. But the thing about this consciousness of tyranny, it's not frequency specific to the earth and where it's going, because we are ascending, we are moving up in frequency. And so whatever they try, it doesn't matter. It, they're just postponing things and creating more karma for themselves. They can't stop what's happening. And, uh, and that's when I see the big picture, it gives me solace. You know, I can relax because if you focus on the, all the little stuff happening and the chaos and everything, you're going to, you're going to lose hope, you know, and lose faith. And, and, uh, you know, it's, you're going to have a rough time down here. Mm -hmm. So this process, you know, two steps forward, one step back, where there seem to be some major victories, you know, maybe some uh, important gray or reptilian beings are, are captured or forced yeah. out. But then there's a step back because you, you have uh, others kind of rising up to fill that vacuum. Um, is that essentially what we're seeing, that, that every time the top leadership is removed from these negative alliances, that people for underneath them or their minions just kind of rise up out of the shadows to take up those positions of authority and use whatever power they have to just kind of keep the whole dark agenda going? Yeah, it, you can see that over and over. They throw one tyrant out and another guy comes in and he says all the right things and then he goes back to the same agenda. And uh, that's happening. But now the, when the people rise, and that's what's happening globally, uh, the people are awakening and they can't stop that. And, and that's a soul awakening that's happening that there's a, a fail safe system in the soul. When it gets too dark, it actually, it triggers it. And, and that's what happened. P people are awakening from within and they can't control that. And the people are rising up and, you know, was it Kazakhstan? What happened there is it's not what we're being told. They're saying they're riding over gas shortages and prices. No, it, they're riding against the, the you know and and the card and all that other stuff and they actually kicked everybody out and they're arresting any any of the officers and and the uh, military are being arrested that actually fired on the people or were were you know going against you know basic a universal law or, or their constitution whatever but you know they're gone the presidents are gone the their sons the they're all they're gone they fled and top people in the military, you know, are, have turned over. And so the military is with the people now. And that's kind of a blueprint of what we're going to see across the planet. You know, we're going to see that, that same thing happen across the planet. So a lot of countries, you know, Italy and, and uh, it's kind of funny because I'm really surprised in America, you'd think we'd be the first ones to do it. But, but France and Italy and all these other countries are rising up and just saying no, you know, other smaller countries. So, so it's, you can't stop this revolution. It's, it's, it's an evolution, basically, is what it is. You can't stop it.
Yeah, very interesting because I know I watched um, uh, some videos uh, from the Arlington Institute, John Peterson, where he uh, interviewed some people and uh, you, know, you mentioned Cliff High and talking about these future pro uh, projections. And, and Cliff High is interesting because, you know, you know, he kind of looks at uh, trends in the uh, World Wide Web and, and, he, and the prediction was that around 2024, there'll be uh, a global revel be just worldwide. Mm -hmm. People will rise up and just sweep away uh, the leaders. And this is something that they see, you know, all the global trends are pointing to it. So, you know, if the ETs are also looking at those energies, how does that play out? Empower the positive ETs, they can say, oh, well, you know, uh, humanity clearly want their freedom, so the mandate to come in and help some more ones say, well, you know, we, we've got to stop this, and they pull out all their final cards to stop it. So is, can you, you know, speculate about what, what do you think is going on as we are uh, global revolution? Well, it's like, although the negative ETs can do that too, they can get into these other people and run this negative agenda. You know, the higher ETs are waking up a thousand people around them, you know, to, to realize who they are. So, and the energy is towards the awakening. And, and so that's continuous right now. That's, that's coming in just so strong. Um, and, and basically, I, and this is what shocked me. I said, well, um, are we going to have, are the, are, are we going to have a two-party system, you know? And they said, no. And I went, what? You know, I go, and I was trying to figure out, you know, okay, who's going to win is, are the Republicans going to come back in and take over if they do it's temporary. And they said, no, you, eventually you won't have a two-party system. You're going to have a unified planet and they're going to be aligned with councils with higher councils. And it's all going to be done under universal law. And, uh, Everything is going to be done in service, you know, to the highest and best good of the people. And, and that's how they operate with our programs now. It's like whoever has the most money, you know, can pay the right people and has the best PR and everything, you know, gets into office. And uh, in their systems, whoever is the most adept spiritually and has the, a long track record, of, track record of being in service to yeah, to, to people are the ones that get elected. So it's a whole different system. It's a completely different system. And that's what we're moving into where, where we're going to have more people that are more spiritually adept that operate under universal law and that are here to operate in the highest and best good. And they're not in self-service, they're in service to others. And, and that's how you can tell who's who. The people that are in self-service are the ones that are aligned with the dark arts and the people that are in service to others. That's just one way of indicating, uh, you know, who they're working with. So as we move into that uh, more, that non-two-party system that's going to be global, uh, which councils are we talking about? I mean, there's been a lot of talk about the Andromeda Council, the Council of Nine, the Council of Five. Yeah. So you know, what, what councils do you know of and, and how are they kind of like interacting with us at the moment? Well, it's like the, the Orion Council of Light, they're very involved in planetary liberation because they went through the wars and, uh, and they, they, they know exactly how we get infiltrated, how all the chaos and division is created and the different dimensions to that. So they're very involved in that. And the Palladians are also extremely involved and they have more genetic stock in the earth than any other 
group. So, so really the scepter mainly is being given to the Pleiadians. And, uh, and when you meet these beings, you'd think they're angels. They're very, very beautiful beings, you know, both genetically and energetically. And, uh, and so they're more involved. The Pleiadians will be, will have the most involvement, I think. And the Orion Council of Light will be overseeing to make sure this doesn't happen again and take care of all the infiltrations. And, uh, and they'll be on the lower level, they'll probably be working through the White Hats and the uh, Earth Alliance and things like that. And, and so it'll, it'll be a stair-step councils kind of, you know, and the Andromedan Council is where the Pleiadian, the Orion Council of Light, and a lot of the others go to, uh, Syrians, they all go to for the, the main advice, you know. So, and, and back in the past, the Pleiadians went to the Andromedans and they said, they go, God, these beings are, they're, they're eight to 10 foot tall light beings. They live in a holographic universe. They're just so advanced and beautiful. They said, will you lead us? And they said, no. <laughs> and they, they said, what do you mean? They said, no, you need to lead yourselves. We'll advise and will advise, but you need to gain wisdom from your experience. You need to evolve and learn and lead yourselves. And so that's really what we need. We need advisors. We need uh, people from a very high level of consciousness and energy to help in this transition. And I've always said what we really need on this planet is a council of grandmothers, you know, because grandmothers don't send their kids to war. You know, they, they don't, they love their gardens, you know, they, they're nurturing, they take care of things. And, and, you know, that's more of the energy and the, the plain energy is more feminine. It's more of a matriarchal society. And, and, uh, and that's really kind of where we need to go and, and get rid of all this other competition and chaos and, and uh, separation division games being played here. So, so right now, I mean, what would you recommend people to do in terms of um, them being able to move forward in this climate with all of these conflicting energies? Well, what is the, what is the person, what should they do? The best advice I could give is people need to make their own personal connection with, you know, God, creator, great spirit, whatever name they want to make it, you know, get, get out in nature, meditate, make your own connection. And that connection comes through the heart and your soul actually sits next to the heart and your soul has the, the, your soul body is so vast. It, it remembers everything you've ever done or been. And, and actually that is connected to creator. So, so that is how you connect and, and you should be being guided through the heart, not the intellect. And the heart will tell you what's really happening. And the intellect is more the doer. Okay, th this is how we get it done, you know, here on the earth. And, and it, same with masculine and feminine, the feminine receives the energy and what the guidance and things like that. And the masculine side makes it happen, you know, and we're both masculine and feminine within us. So, so it's about balance between the two. And so find balance. Uh, make your own personal connection come through the heart and discern from the heart what's right for you because you're going to be pulled in a thousand different directions by different groups saying this is the way this is the way and and you're the way you know your own personal unique soul purpose is the way and we need to find out what that is and it always acts in the highest and best good of humanity it always acts in service okay so uh for uh, people that have been getting a lot of information about uh, uh, 
places being liberated, uh, you know, like the moon being liberated and the moon is now uh, being converted over for use to the White Hats, the Earth okay. Alliance. Yes. Um, I mean, is, is that really happening? I mean, as far as I can tell, yeah, no, that has uh, yeah, there's been a real shift in terms of uh, the way the moon is being managed. I mean, for the first time, uh, humans are, are, are going to take over the moon. We're moving to the, to the moon. I mean, it's all, the moon's always been controlled by, uh, you know, whether you call them black hats or the dark fleet, they've controlled yeah. it for, for decades. But now, and they stopped uh, the, the space programs or NASA in, in 72 from returning to the moon because that was really the cover for the Navy setting up uh, space bases on the moon because, uh, you know, the polar program was always a cover. Yeah, but yeah. now what I see happening is that uh, the, the Artemis Accords are a cover for the moon being taken over by this alliance of uh, positive militaries. You know, they, they call it the... Combined Space Operations, uh, U.S. Space Command, is coordinating all the major militaries, uh, apart from China and Russia, who are still on the outer, but they're coordinating to, to move into the moon in a big way, and, and they're, already, they're already taking it over. So, yeah, I mean, is that something that um, means that yeah, these changes are inevitable, they can't be, or, or is this and two forward, one step back? Yeah, yeah, it's inevitable. It's, a lot of it's already happened. You know, the Mars has been has been reclaimed, and and the people there have to work their stuff out because, you know, you've got different civilizations there and different races there, and and you know, you know, look how we're doing on 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 Earth. You know, with just you know, we've got what white, black, red, yellow, brown. You know, <laughs> you know, they've got they've got reptile, insect. Uh, you know. Uh, every color you can imagine, you know, and so, so, you know, they're working their stuff out. They're probably ahead of us, but uh, uh, the, uh, that's getting worked out. Other places that have been freed from this cabal, this dark fleet, they're, they're going through total reformation, you know, and changes and things like that. And, and so it's, it's a work in process. Um, but uh, overall, you know, now we're going to start taking like 10 steps forward you know, very soon, things are going to move really fast. And, uh, and that's what I see coming up. It's like, I'm really surprised it lasted up to now. Uh, but I think this January, all through January, you're going to see major, major things happen and, and things being exposed and people who we thought were one way were actually the opposite. And you're going to see white hats, we're wearing dark hats and dark hats are wearing white hats. And, you know, it's, it's going to be a big shift, but what's underneath this is pushing this up is the higher consciousness and energy and universal law and everything that doesn't align with it is going to uh, implode on itself, basically. You know, one of the things that really intrigued me about Elena Danan's information was where she talked about the Galactic Federation of Worlds helping the indigenous Martians liberate their planet from the uh, dark fleet and from the uh, corp corporations that ran Mars. Cause, cause that really intrigued me because I know I came across, you know, when I started interviewing people, uh, Randy Kramer, um, yeah, Tony yeah. Rodriguez all talked about uh, how they were sent to Mars to fight against indigenous Martians. And these indigenous Martians were insectoids and rep reptilians. And, uh, and it was very interesting to kind of hear that, th that these, that 
people from Earth were being sent there to protect these uh, human colonies set up by the Dark Fleet and by the corporations on mm-hmm. Mars against these in- insectoids and reptilians. And he, and then later on, uh, recently, you, uh, Elena was saying that the Federation was helping the reptilians and the insectoids free themselves uh, by actually equipping them. So uh-huh. that was a, that was amazing to me to kind of hear that, and, and it jived with the information I had that uh, yeah, that humans on Mars are kind of regarded as non-indigenous, and so the Galactic Federation would be following cosmic law and help the indigenous races to free yeah. themselves against these human colonists. Yeah, <laughs> this is really interesting. It's like the old days, you know, with the Calvary, you know, everybody's going, hey, the Calvary's coming. I well, well, not necessarily, you know, it's like they may not necessarily be the good guys. You know, what about the guys that have always been there that just want to leave a live a peaceful, harmonious life, you know, and don't want to be intruded upon? So, so it's, yeah, it is the same thing. It's, it's, they're operating under universal law and removing, you know, the tyranny and the aggressor. They're removing that and then, and then helping other people evolve. And, and eventually it'll come to terms, you know, it'll come back to peace and, and we'll all be working together in harmony. But I think there'll always be some differences and old grudges, you know, that people are holding that'll take time to release, you know, to let go of. And, and it's funny because Randy Kramer's been here and, and I asked him a lot of questions and and my guys were telling me things about about Mars. And they said, no, we've had bases on Mars since the 60s. You know, we've been going back and forth and uh, since the late 60s. And and so I asked him that. I said, well, when how long have we been going back and forth to Mars? You know, and he said late sixties and I went, okay. You know? And so, so I'd always get information and I'd ask these other people and I wouldn't tell them, you know, I wanted to hear their story and then they would tell me what they knew. And I, I go, God, this is totally lining up. You know, this is uh, with everything else. And so a lot of the information coming out, you know, we can, we, ha- we always have to cross check it and, and look at it and, and, and check our information with other people that have have been there and things like that to to get the real story because you know as you know there's so much disinformation and and over overactive imagination and just so many crazy things in this community that you know there's a lot of people that want to, to do the one-upmanship and on somebody else's back you know and and competition it's it's insane and and i know when i did an interview with art bell and he asked me about it, he goes what is it with the ufo community they eat i said i said you know i i we just have to stop this competition that that we need to all tell our truth and our experience and put our information on the table and see look for the where it unifies you know look for things that validate each other and figure it out then you have the whole pie and, uh, and, but, you know, we do have to realize that there is an extremely controlled narrative uh, in, in the UFO community. It's like, because we've gone through this snowpocalypse, I've had a lot of time to sit and watch all the UFO things coming out now. And it's the same good old boys club. And they've never had an experience. They've never seen a ship. They've never seen, but they have these same guys every time on there and to, to validate it. And you're going, you know, we're still at, do they exist? We're still at, do UFOs exist? I said, we already, and the information you're bringing out too is so far over the top that, yeah, they do exist. We've been working with them probably since the thirties in in, uh, Germany. 
uh, we've known about them. And uh, we, we've actually back engineered their technology. We have our own space fleet. We've been interacting with these different races for God knows how long. And, and why are we still going back to, do they exist? You know, are they real? Why are they here? You know, we're, you know, we know them by name. We know their cultures. We know their, their technologies. You know, we have all this information and I just go, where is it? You know, where is it? And it's because there's an extremely controlled narrative. And, and it even goes deeper in that because they really don't want the higher dimensional information to come out because the controlled narrative is controlled by a much lower dimension. So how do you think uh, contact is going to play out? I mean, with uh, all the energies coming in and uh, the contacts you've been having, the information you have been given, do uh, you think we're going to first have this global revolution where the cabal is uh, removed and the people take over uh, governments all over the world and the party systems are abolished? We're going to have that first and then we're going to have this kind of um, uh, ET contact or is it going to happen uh, now? Uh, I think it's going to happen simultaneously and I think contact is going to happen with those who are ready those who have risen to the occasion, you know, and have cleaned up their own wounds and traumas and are thinking, you know, critically thinking and, and uh, uh, you know, doing their own research and things like that. Those are the people that are going to be contacted first. A lot of it's going to be done, you know, contact is already happening in temples and ashrams and things like that around the world. You know, the yogis and the lamas, they know all about what's going on. The Native American elders, they know, you know, because they're living a, a life, a spiritual life close to earth and things like that. And those are the people that are already being contacted. And some are fully aware of who's contacting, some are not. You know, they just call it great spirit or an angel or whatever else. But that's that's already happening right now. That's going on. The, also, too, with the Orion Council of Light, they're they're incredible initiators. And, and like they did with me, they returned to me all my memories. So a lot of us are actually from the Pallades and from the Orion system and from the Syrian system and things like that. And we've incarnated here and, and in this earth human bot form, but on our soul level, we're actually from these other civilizations. And so they're going to be initiated and awakened as to who they really are and why they're here and why they incarnated, which is part of the earth. And so that's happening. So it's on a very uh, spiritual level, you know, through the dream state, through uh, contact with higher dimensional beings. And, and there's a lot of work being, on, being done that people aren't aware of. And these ahas are coming to them. They go, where'd that thought come from? And it might not have been your thought. And then, but there's the negative thought too, is that are coming to you that may not have been your thought as well. So it's all about self-mastery and, uh, and I think the, the, especially the children coming in right now, they are so active. They're, they're awake, you know, and, and they're, they're really tapping in. And, and if you keep them out in nature and keep them open and positive, you know, they're, they're going to be incredible, you know, in the days to come because they, they just incarnated from these higher civilizations. And so the memories are closer and thicker and, and easier to access. And, uh, and so that's happening. So everybody's waiting for this big ET invasion. It happened a long time ago. It's called reincarnation. <laughs> you know, it's like uh, uh, the higher dimensional beings have already set this up, you know, for these times. And so I, I think it's going to be more of a spiritual thing. It's going to be more of a, them showing themselves 
to people and they're going, wait a second, you know, these are real. If they lied about this, what else have they lied about? And, and people are going to realize. And then there's this extreme desire for things like med bed and anti-gravity, counter-gravity and the fuelless energy technologies and things to clean up our environment and free ourselves. I mean, that desire as well. And they have all that and that's going to usher it in. And, and so as we evolve that, that movement towards that higher consciousness and, and energy and service and bringing in these, these spiritual earth friendly technologies is, is going to increase. And then eventually that this tyranny program is going to be a thing of the past. So, you know, we'd be reading about it in history books. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know. I, I, and when you talk about the Orion council of light, I mean, is that the same as, uh, the Council of Five, um, I think Elena talks about the Council of Five as, as being uh, the remnants or, or what's left over of this Orion Council of Nine that used to exist. And so is, are we talking the same thing, the Orion Council of Light and the Council of Five? Are they pretty much the same body or separate things? I think the ones that I'm dealing with are separate. Um, they've been around forever. And uh the problem is a lot of those councils in the past, the councils of five and nines and things like that were actually, uh, uh, is it Puharic and that group, you know, they were attached to alphabet agencies and they were, their come from was wrong. And so they're bringing in the wrong energies. And so some of these councils were actually tied into darker forces. And so if you say the council five or nine, it, 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 uh, in the past, it's been off. And like Orion, you know, people don't realize, people think everything in Orion is bad. Everything in Orion is negative. Well, there are extremely advanced, beautiful beings that are ancient Lyrians that colonize Orion that, that you know, uh, went through the wars and they understand that, that they're how they operate. And so they're here to help us. So it's, it's tricky when you give something a name. A lot of those names have been convoluted. You know, like take God, <laughs> you know, God's almost a dirty word to a lot of people because it's so calm. It's been so misused and abused and things like that. You know, I, that's why I always say God, creator, great spirit, you know, whatever you want to call it. It's just pure bliss. It's, it's beyond any name or image we can give it. But, uh, uh, you know, when we get into all these names and past names and things like that, we need to be careful uh, because some of these, these, these groups are not who we think they are. You know, that's the best way I can say it. So I just go by my, my energetic connection, the amount of love and joy and bliss I feel coming from these beings and their message. Is it in service? Is it unifying? You know, is it helping us to evolve and empowering us as an individual? And I use that as my guidelines. And anytime it steps outside of those guidelines, I just switch channels. I said, no, nah. And I call in the, my other friends and say, have a talk with this person, you know, or this being and uh, take care of it. Um, earlier on, we, we talked about this global revolution that's coming. And, you know, I've been getting some information that it's going to happen this year. Mm -hmm. um, and certainly it looks like this year is, is a year where we're going to have tremendous awakening. And, you know, we're already seeing people re revolting all over the planet over the policies that are being implemented. So, you know, could this year be the year? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, basically, they call these policies draconian, and they call it draconian for a reason, because we've been under draconian law for 
you know, 450,000 years, basically. And it goes back to when Marduk made a pact with the reptilians for total supremacy, even over his own people. And he warred on his own people with an allegiance with the reptilians and the greys. And, and we've been under that mess and been fighting against that for 450,000 years. Well, that's finally being, it was so infiltrated and it's gone on for so long that finally those are being cleared out and the people that have aligned with those energies are being cleared out. And, uh, and so it's, it's creating space for people to rise up and take their power back. And, and I really do see, um, I'm really surprised it's lasted as long as it did, because what happens, they, they, they brought an eye in and they, this guy would tell the people everything they wanted to hear. And then they would totally flip on him. So, so people kind of step back and go, okay, we got our guy in. Now things are going to change. And then they didn't. And, and so that's been happening globally. And now the people are saying, look, uh, uh, we don't even need this system at all anymore. You know, it's, it's, uh, you know, that the power is being condensed, like socialism, you take the power and you put it in the hands of a few and the power and the wealth. And then eventually, you know, you offer a bunch of free bennies and things like that. But when that money runs out, basically, you're not going to, the few are not going to spend their money, you know, to, to keep things going. And so there's a revolution and people get angry and then they take away their guns and their right to defend themselves. And then, then you have genocide. And that's, that's been going on for God knows how long. And, and that's what these guys are trying to do. They're trying to create a system where these narcissistic billionaires, uh, eugenicists, are going to control everything. And they're going to consolidate all the power and the wealth into the hands of the few. And, and they're going to divide everybody in culture and race and religion and gender and create all this division. And then it's ordered through chaos. You know, they're creating all this chaos. And then say, we have the solution. We're going to bring order. And everybody gives their power away. And they said, yeah, okay, we're going to give you free this, free this, free this, free this. Well, where's it going to come from? You know, not coming from them. It comes from the people. So, so it's, it's that same kind of mindset that we're going through right now in a republic. You know, everybody is king. And the power rests in the people. And in and, and, and major civilizations, like extremely advanced civilizations, the power rests in the people and they operate under universal law and their leadership are more like councils or guides and they and they kind of oversee the the bigger picture and then uh uh you know a good example i really want to talk about in the in ancient history the orion system there was there was an orion council there and that council got infiltrated by by the dark side and and the wise ones there said, hey, we need to gear up. We, there's, there's something coming. There's a dark force coming. We need to gear up. We need to outfit our ships to defend the planet. And we need to be on the ready. And, and they went to the council and told them this. But the council got infiltrated. And so they said, no, we, we are going to take a spiritual approach. You know, we're not going to gear up. We're going to, uh, you know, if we become a threat, then then they're going to come after us. And if we're not a threat, they're going to leave us alone. And, and they, they started using all these mind control tactics. And, and so they, they didn't gear up. But enough people listened to the wise ones and did gear up enough to beat off these other forces. But it was really traumatizing to the civilization because they really they lost a lot of their cities and, and things like that in, in the conflict. 
but they were the 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 Orion ships were much more advanced, you know, than the reptilian and the gray ships. They just weren't armed, and and so when they did beat them back, and and so interesting enough, you can see that same scenario being played out on the Earth right now with the leadership. The leadership is is has been infiltrated on a huge level, and and they're they're playing these same games and, and the other people going, Hey, we see what's going on here. We need to rise up. And there's, they're saying, no, we need to just all, don't worry about it. We'll take care of everything, <laughs> you know? And, and, uh, and they're letting, you know, that old saying, you know, evil persists when, when people do nothing and or live in denial and don't recognize it or, or the other stuff came out of Puharic stuff and, and that the Turkey farm uh, was, was, a lot of the new age teachings where if you see evil, it's in you. And, and so don't look at it, you know, and, uh, and things like that. So it, it exists, you know, everybody says, well, that's, if you see evil, that's the evil in you. And I said, I said, look, if I die and leave this plane, evil's still going to be here, <laughs> you know, and, uh, and it's going to, it has its own, its own force, you might say. And so we have to realize that it does it doesn't matter. It is a force, you know, and uh, we need to deal with it, and we need to get back to universal law and and things that don't fit within universal law. We need to deal with. And so yeah, yeah, that seems to me to be kind of like a you know a really a, a very passive philosophy. If you just go through life thinking, well, you know, whatever evil I see out there is evil that's a mirror of me. So I've got to work within and it's like, well, you know, that may have a truth to it, but of course that doesn't negate the fact that that evil is very real and it's out there. And that what you recognize within you is something that gives you an empathic connection, but you still have to take action. You still have to yeah, exactly. do what needs to be done and, and follow, follow your path. And, and do take those actions. So, you know, what, what lies ahead for you now? I mean, I know it's coming up while it's still a few months away. Yeah. Uh, you, you're, you're kind of locked in under, what, a couple <laughs> of feet of snow there? About so, five or six feet of snow So right what's now. going on with you now? Uh, lately, I've just been using, I've, I've been, my butt's been glued to the tractor and I've been shoveling snow, you know, but uh uh, a lot of things coming up. Um, some things we kind of have to keep under the wraps before before we unload them. But uh, uh, a lot of, of new networks coming up. You know, where we'll be working with people in different places and things like that. But uh, we're going to be ongoing as usual. You know, we'll be having the conferences here and the workshops and the classes and and the sky watches and things like that on a regular basis. And if people just you know stay in contact through the newsletter or through the website they'll see a lot of things that are coming up where we're launching uh, East city Stargate TV and uh, where we can get a lot of information out, you know, and, and so we're very discerning on who we allow to bring their information out on our, on our site. So, uh, uh, and so, so basically we're, we're working on a lot of self mastery courses, like uh, uh, also ambassador training courses where we actually empower people to discern who they're working with, how to heal, how to clear these energies, uh, things like that. So we'll, we'll launch that really soon on our website as to the courses and things. And I always tell people, don't take my word for it. Come and see for yourself because the ships come every night here. If it's a clear night, you're going to see ships. And sometimes they're treetop level and sometimes they're, they're, they're up higher, but uh, the energy, 
the energetic exchange with these ships is off the scale. And, and also the mountain too, I wanted to cover that. I didn't get into that, but we've had a lot of uh, uh, remote viewers, John Kelly, a lot of other people have come up here and validated what I've said all along that's going on in the mountain, but the, the mountain, the energies, you can actually measure them with PIP technology or Harold, Harold Oldfield technology. The energy coming off that mountain is stronger than the pyramids. It's a massive energy coming up from that mountain. And it's like a galactic airport and then it has an extreme energy technology and then it has the inner earth connection and doors to the inner earth there. So it's all going on up here. It's not just one thing. And, and I always tell people in the UFO community, there's a lot of argument because people are saying it's all good. You know, it's all bad. It's all negative. It's, it's all German. You know, it's all, you know, it's time travel. It's this and that. And, I tell people it's all the above. <laughs> you know, it's it's not just one thing and it's all going on. But the good news is the low level stuff is having to rise because of their contact with the higher levels uh, in energy, conscious and energy. So, and uh, I know you had a guy, you just had a guy, a soldier on your show. I actually listened to that show where he said there's some ships that they found in Antarctica and I think one on the moon and what was the third one? Was it Mars? Uh, Ganymede and and uh, well, they're finding them uh, throughout the. They're finding them throughout the solar system that these are yeah. uh, uh, kind of motherships or arcs, really. Yeah. And, and yeah. this guy JP, he's very interesting because I've been working with him since two thousand and eight, and he was telling me back in two thousand and fourteen and fifteen that he was being taken into these huge arcs. And he saw like, you know, the massive, massive structures like hemispheres. And, you know, he was told that uh, these were all there, you know, uh, to kind of like continue the species or to repopulate this, the planet or whatever, whatever the net, whatever the emergency was, these huge arcs existed. So he was being taken to them. So, you know, this yeah. guy, JP, is now in the army and, uh, and the army's got him going to these arcs to provide escort duties yeah. to people. And I know they're doing it because he's got the energy signature, the frequency to, um, you know, to get permission to go into these things. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they are, they're sentient and they're very high frequency, very high energy arcs. And, and they're actually the ancient Larians are involved in that and their ships came in and actually activated them and their gift and it's they're opening a door and our curiosity, we're going to walk through that door and it's going to create a quantum leap in, in consciousness and technology here. Uh, it can't be used negatively. It's, it's their safeguards built into that. But uh, I was talking to the ancient Larians about that and they said, yeah, those are that's some of our old technology to us. It's like magic, but to them, it's it's not, you know, and uh, and they said a lot of that's those are a gift and. Uh, and they came and activated them so we can, you know, go to the next level. And, and I know some of the writing, they're trying to decipher it. And, uh, you know, some of that same writing is actually at Gosford Glyphs. And, and they have the, the petroglyphs and they have the hieroglyphs and then they have star glyphs above that. And the star glyphs are the ones that are the ancient Lyrians, you know, the, the, and the Pleiadians, those, those are the, those are their glyphs. And if they, they understand that, those writing, those glyphs, they'll understand, you know, the writings that they're finding there and, and things like that. So 
So it's a, it's a very rich language, you might say. It's not, it's not just a word that there's a whole meaning in each one of those glyphs, but, but it's, it's, that's, that's information they were giving me. And, and, you know, in the Gosford glyphs, it tells the whole history of earth. You know, it said that these ships came, colonized the earth. Uh, they, there's a lot of genetic upgrading going on. Those are the ancient Lyrians. And then they had the cataclysms. They had to start over. And then the Pleiadians came in and started the ancestors of the Lyrians came in and started Atlantis and Lemuria and, and uh, there was a lot of terraforming. They brought all kinds of animals and plants and things. And then, uh, and then they had the pole shift and had to start over. And then now we're, we're at it again. You know? so, so that some of the civilizations that were here were, were their technology would seem like magic. And this was like 450,000 years ago. So mm-hmm. it's hard for us to wrap our head around how, how old this universe is and 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 the beings that have been here and you know to me when you're that advanced you know you're not going to come down and walk on the earth you know you're going to wait for earth to rise to the occasion it's not safe (laughs) so they're waiting for us to rise to the occasion and they're helping us along the way yep definitely well that's a good way to finish the show so i want to thank you james for for coming on the show and everyone just visit james's website uh, iseti.org and you can get uh, more information about upcoming events and courses and programs he has up there. So thank you, James. For having me on the show and give Angelica a big hug for me. Okay. <laughs> All right.